Oh, we've got uh, Dave Crockett. We're doing that one again, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, this is take two, or take four, or 26, whatever. We lost uh, our we lost. audio audio on the last one. Yeah, we got something like that. So we're refilming in a quieter environment. Much more better? Much more better. It is good to be back in civilization now. <laughs> <laughs> Been in the piney woods all week. Been up in the thicket all week. Yeah. Great hospitality up there. Particularly the pyramid, but, Was it one of the dry counties? Right, it felt like a dry county. <laughs> <laughs> so damn far to a score. Possum Tales! Welcome to another great episode of Possum Tales. Woohoo! I'm Bill. I'm Red. And here we are again. So what are we going to discuss today? We are going to talk about uncanny history or um, weird history uh, from history. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hit me with some, uh, yeah. Hit you with some history? History. Hit me with some history. I want to learn today. You want to learn? I, I want I, I want. I thought we were learning from you today. Oh. If not, we're in trouble. No, we're not in trouble. <laughs> I tell you one thing, though, it is very nice. This cool weather that came in is kind of killing off the mosquitoes, so you, we won't have another video where it looks like I'm having Tourette's out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't caught that one, uh, it is uh, uh, the hunt for Bailey's ghost, and I will leave a... Um, uh, a link in the description. Yeah, that was a rough video. That was probably my roughest video to to film. Plus, then I looked like I was either on some kind of narcotic or <laughs> had Tourette's out there trying to tell the tale. Uh, it, you, you couldn't tell in our video, but the uh, mosquitoes were, <laughs> they were horrendous. <laughs> yeah, they were. Our legs were covered. It and was one take and get the hell out. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, I think we 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 didn't even get all our film on that video but right that was a rough one all right let's get started all right thank you for joining us again possum tells and uh we're gonna go on with this so uncanny history in the first uh what would it be called the first what are you looking for uh, i just write down the time uh, it's okay. So, you so keep we going. can only uh, so we are only within an hour. But you see the time on the ah. Uh -huh. See, I'm an idiot. So, Sorry. so we're already been mm. talking for four minutes. Mm -mm -mm. All right, let's go. Okay. Let's see what we got here. So the first one is about Davy Crockett. Oh, okay. And it's uh, specifically Davy Crockett's hat. Did he wear a schoon uh, schoon? Did schoon. he wear a schoonkin hat? <laughs> <laughs> a so, coon skin hat. <laughs> I'm actually reading a book about David Crocker right now, so I'm gonna have a little more information on that. Uh, no, uh, no, and yes, uh, that is a double, double question there. So, no, he did not originally start wearing the coonskin cap. Uh, when David Crockett was in Congress, um, they had already started a live theatrical play on the dime novels of David Crockett's life. And so the actor that was portraying him in the play <clears throat> decided that to add to the theatrics and stuff that he would wear a coonskin cap. 
So Davy Crockett, being the man he is, and all the free publicity that he was getting from the dime store novels and the play that was traveling the world, he decided that he'd go out and get himself a coonskin cap, and he ended up wearing it when he would go to like show himself off or to portray Davy Crockett, not just that old Congressman Davy. So it was more of um, a theatrics that he was bringing to life, and it is, is basically what you're saying. Right, right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, people still do it today, you know. You, you want to look like a bull rider, you put a bull rider glove in your back pocket, you've probably never seen a bull in your life, kind of thing. <laughs> that's, it was the same, same aspect, same kind of thing, portray the character. Because more, more people knew the dime store novels and they knew the, the, the play of him. And so if he was just to show up like Davy Crockett, then people will be like, well, you're not Davy Crockett. I seen Davy Crockett. I seen Davy Crockett up there at the theater six weeks ago. And that Davy Crockett, he had a coonskin cap on. He looks more like Davy Crockett than you do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it it kind of leads me into something else. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin once took third place in a Charlie Chaplin <laughs> lookalike contest. How about that, that one? Yeah, I've heard yeah. that before. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. <laughs> he couldn't even look like Charlie Chaplin. So, so uh, Davy Crockett, uh, we've talked about him before in the Alamo. Um, you want to express a little bit more about how he picked up his persona in the Alamo? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Crockett and the rest of the volunteers from Tennessee, they, they came down here not looking for a fight. They didn't think there was going to be a fight. Uh, actually, they believed that it was over and that it was just some little diplomats checking it out at this point. And so when, um, the, when, in late February, when they were surrounded by the whole Mexican army inside the mission there in San Antonio, um, he... Just like he did before with the coonskin cap, he had to live up to that legend. There's no boy that wrestled a bear at the age of three is going to walk away from a fight. And well, that's true. He had to live it up. And um, him, Bowie, him and Bowie mostly in that, in that, in that situation, they, they, they had to live up to their persona or they were never going to live it down. So, uh, and they didn't. They lived up to it. They died right there. And... The rest is history. And it was all Travis's fault because he was a... Uh, oh, we'll get into that when we do our, our, our story on the Alamo. Let's not give too many spoilers oh. out. Alright? Oh. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll find out what happens in the Alamo here soon. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next subject. Uh, and we're going to move out of uh, Texas history and even out of U.S. history... And uh, what about Napoleon's height? You know, uh, it's always portrayed that Napoleon is really short. Oh, uh, so once again, it's going to be propaganda. That is a straight propaganda campaign uh, started by the British uh, to demoralize and to make Napoleon seem less of a man. Napoleon was actually five foot nine, which was kind of above average height 
in the uh, 1700s? Late yeah, 1700s? Late 1700s. Late 1700s, uh, early 1800s. He was, he was a pretty large man for his time. Uh, but in order to portray him as a lesser man, um, they poked on his height. You know, it's kind of like uh, we do it to this day. That's what we do. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. Get the people on your side. Make the other guy look bad. You got a better chance of winning. That's true. And, and, and then just keep plugging at it. Uh, you know, keep uh, singing that same old song and dance and eventually... People you know, believe it. And that's the history that you're taught. If you repeat the, the false long enough, and, what is it, loud enough and long enough, then people will start believing it. I mean, here we are 200 years later, or a little more two years later, and we still refer to guys that have uh, our short stature of having Napoleon Syndrome. Yeah, that's true. So, yep, all a bunch of lies, propaganda. Oh, man. Yep. Our, our um, people are lying to us. They've been doing it for thousands of years. That's it's just, nothing new. We just you gotta you gotta you gotta read through it. So. All right. Uh, well, let's go on to um, maybe World War Two. You know, just spreading throughout the history. Oh, World War Two, World War One. I. I got that. What oh, you got on me? Okay. Uh, U-boats. <clears throat> uh, there is um, references that there were U-boats here on the Texas coast. But is that really true? You know, U-boats are are German. Could they they could they swim that far across the the ocean all the way to the Texas Gulf Coast? Yes, they did. Really? And more than one account. Um, so, what? Before I get into that, what's U-boat mean? I don't know, but I know it's uh, like underwater. It's a submarine. Underwater boat. Underwater boat. I know that. It's underwater boat. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, uh, U-boats did make it into the Gulf of Mexico. There are plenty, plenty of tells of the Gulf of Mexico of U-boats. Matter of fact, we have one that is sunk. It actually, we didn't sink it. It sunk because of faulty equipment and stuff like that. Um, right off of the coast here in Texas. Uh, there are legends or rumors that U-boats would anchor off the shore here and the sailors would come in, um, kind of rafted in, and go visit and uh, hang out in the taverns here in uh, the Texas coastline. And I know it sounds kind of far-fetched, but the majority of the people that lived on the Texas coast at that time still spoke German. And German was a common language because most of the people that were coming here, the immigrants that were coming here, at that time in history, they were German immigrants. And so either there were first generation German immigrants or second generation German immigrants. So speak, a young man my age or younger, showing up to a tavern, speaking broken English or even German for that matter, would not have been uncommon. So they well, could have gotten away with it very easily. That gets into a fun fact of um, we were one vote away from having German as a 
um, a common language being used here in the U.S. As our national language, yeah. yeah. They actually were trying to push it uh, to be dual language, sort of like uh, Canada, where it's French and English as their national languages, but didn't go through. Didn't go through. Part of the concentration camps of uh, of Europe, where they confined the the Jews in all of that during the war. But uh, was that the only place that there was concentration camps? Well, and, and we're still referring to World War II. Well, we didn't call them concentration camps here in the United States. We called them internment camps. Internment camps. And yes, that um, sounds a little a little less harsh yeah it's all in the wording yeah it means the same damn thing you're gonna still use people put them over here out of sight out of mind put them in prison put them in prison you're imprisoning u.s citizens at that point but yes we did have internment cancer in the united states the most well known are the ones on the west coast that are for our japanese um nationalized japanese citizens and you could have been fourth fifth sixth generation u.s citizen you look japanese but was going over there so but what is not talked about is the german internment camps here in the united states As a matter of fact we have one right here where we grew up and anybody that is familiar with our fairgrounds that's exactly what that was that was built by the u.s army of engineers to house German citizens. Really? It was a German internment camp. So if you walk up to the front gate of the Brazoria County Fairgrounds, those big buildings, those were dorms. Uh, you had your galley over on the other side of it there. Okay. So it's just basically those like eight or nine, like we used to have yeah, the, the, the domed building. Yeah, uh, the dome buildings, mm -hmm. the little, the little brick buildings on the back side. Those were probably officer quarters or something for the internment camp, but that's exactly what that land was used for. Yeah, I remember hearing stories uh, from my grandmother of on the bus heading to, uh, to school uh, when she was a teen, and she would wave to the um, uh, the people in the concentration camp, uh, and they would wave back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no historical marker or anything. It's kind of one of those things like, oh, we don't want to talk about yeah. that. Shove it under the rug. No, 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 no. And that, and that would probably be the same for most of the fairgrounds around here because they're all built about the same time and the same construction. Fort, so Bing, that, Fort Bing County Fairgrounds yeah. is the same thing. Um, yeah, so good luck with that, guys. Try to hide that one from everybody. We're bringing it out. Sorry. That's history. History. And history is relative. It's relative to everything. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next one is um, we're, uh, oh, uh, we're, we're going to go to something really interesting. Where does the bird come from? There are plenty of stories. Hold on. I, I, like, I like that bird better. So, all right. So, there are plenty of stories all going back to Athens, Greece, um, on where the symbolization or the gesture, the bird, comes from. Um, my favorite, well, let me tell you about Athens first, since that's 
probably the furthest back that we can go uh, and actually give it. It was a sign of, and it looks more like the American version of the bird too. So <clears throat> it, it, it was a sign of uh, fertility uh, that a male, a man, uh, would give to a lady that, hey, I'm your dude, all right? I got it. This is Evian flowing through this, not some pond scum, all right? So, um, they would give the bird as a sign of fertility because it is a phallic symbol, if you can see. If you don't know what phallic symbol is, please look it up. I'm trying not to cuss really bad. It's bad enough I just flipped the camera off three times, and this is supposed to be for children. Um, my favorite I mean, I version. I need to know this history. <laughs> my favorite version of it doesn't happen until around the 14th century, somewhere around there. Uh, the French and the English were at it again. I don't know why these two can't get along, but they're at it again. And uh, the uh, archers, archers was like jealous siblings. Yeah, no, it, it, it's exactly. It, and there, and you got to remember that all royalty in Europe is all related. Like they're all cousins or, you know, nephews or nieces. I mean, we, when we get into World War One, ho ho ho, you're talking about a show, poop show. <laughs> so anyways, back to what I was saying. Our show isn't poop. No, our show is possum tails. Yeah, exactly. Right. was one of many of them. So anyways, um, 14th century, British and the French are fighting it out. Nee, 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 nee doing their thing. Well, archers were the uh, the artillery, and well, not the artillery, because that would have been like your trebuchets and your stuff. So archers were like your infantrymen. Yeah. Infantry? Yeah. I guess you'd call them your infantrymen. Even um, though you had infantrymen as well, right. because you had the swordmen, the, the spikemen, you know, the... Your gunners, I guess. Yeah. Your gunnies. But uh, your archers, they'd pull back these two fingers, right here. they pull back, all right? The flulching is called throwing the bird when you released it. So when the archers would be captured, um, it, it's a lot of waste of human life just to murder people at that point. So what they do is they would take and they would cut off those two fingers. So then you end up like, like that. Well, you ain't pulling no bow back, but you can still work the fields and you can still be productive for society. So in a sign of defiance, the British started giving them the bird. And that's the whole reason that the British still use the two-finger bird, and they probably don't even know that. Is that a good enough answer for you? Well, or do that, I need to go in more detail? Do I need to tell some of, other? That kind of makes sense. Um, you know, we call it the bird, mm -hmm. so I can see where it would come out it's, of it's that. It's like a mixture between the two. Yeah, come out of that history, but uh, and then the phallic cysts. We 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 flip them off to say F U. Okay, so then what's F U? I mean, think about it. So that would go it, back right, to it, the it's Athens. It's kind of merge, uh, merging both of them. Uh, it's kind of interesting how that uh, history has meld together. Right. Uh, two, diff two different things. Yep. And come into come one. Come into one, and we use it in the proper tense. Well, not actually in the proper tense. We use it more in the 14th century tense. Right. Than in the uh, pre-history, pre, uh, uh, pre I guess you would say, tense. The of previous it. one, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't care. I didn't spell it right. I'm not going to spell it right either. You know why? Because I'm not Webster. Anyways. Are you drinking possum pee? I'm drinking possum juice. Possum juice. It's probably know. healthier than soda. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm tangy. It's got that tang to it. <laughs> Alright, let's see if we can move on. We're gonna move on from uh, chicken skin into chicken fighting, I guess, here. Alright, uh, moving into more of, of legends and, and uh, folklore. The lucky number 13, or the unlucky number 13, where did that come from? Can I stump you with that? Well, so. We can go back to, uh, let's go back to, to the beginning of Christianity. Because both of them have to do with Christianity. Okay. So, if it wasn't for Christianity, we would not have the unlucky 13. Okay, so any of y'all that paid attention during Sunday school or, hell, have just watched a movie in the last, I don't know, 100 years. Jesus, he had 13 disciples. Okay. All right, and then Judas. Yeah, he was number thirteen there. And Judas decided to sell Jesus. But was Judas thirteen, or was he seven, and we just pushed him to the back of the bus? Well, you ended up with twelve disciples when he's getting crucified because the thirteenth one, he hung yeah. himself. So, anyways, uh, thirteen. They say that that's where it became unlucky. But in let's see, October. 13th, which happened to be on a Friday in 13... Gosh. 13-something or other. 1320-ish, I think Yeah, 1320. I don't have no notes. I'm kind of just flying by the seat of my pants here. So... Where did that come from? It's <laughs> good. Stop! <laughs> Let me finish a thought here, alright? So, uh, King Louis and the Pope at the time, they had a little problem with money. And they had not only borrowed money from the Knights Templar, who were protecting the uh, pilgrims, pilgrims that were, were going to the Holy Land and back. It was kind of like if you take your family on a road trip to Disneyland nowadays. There's, road trip! There's people along the side of the road to protect you from getting so mugged. So they're like DPS. They're like Department of Public Safety, yes. So, um... They're the bears. They're the bears. But they also had started the largest banking system. So you didn't actually have to take your money with you on the trail. So the possibility of you getting mugged for your money was slim. So you could drop your money off in, say, Paris or London, and they'd give you a script. And then when you got to the Holy Land, you could turn that script in. They would give you that money, short of their little tax or their fee. Their, their little fee, yeah. And that helped your your travels be better. So around on October, uh, on Friday the 13th, on October of 13, hell, I don't remember the, the last part of the number. Please forgive me. We'll put it in somewhere. Yeah, she'll put it probably like yeah. the actual date, like somewhere, somewhere here, yeah. there. Okay, so anyways. Somewhere in between here. Uh, Louis, he, he. He owes the uh, Knights Templar a bunch of money. The Pope is afraid that the Knights Templar have too much power. 
So they have them all rounded up on Friday the 13th and executed. That's where it comes to be unlucky 13th. Friday the 13th is the most unluckiest of all days because you're just sleeping in your little abu and next thing you know, you're getting your head in whacked your, off. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it makes a bad day. Oh, we have the fish. We are better than you. Oh, oh, oh. Alright, it's going to be a good day. Oh yeah. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> Let's move on to mirrors. <laughs> we got some mule skinners up in here, huh? M mule skinners. Mule skinners. Mule skinners. Well, explain. Anyways, that's where we no, at. We're mirrors? Gonna, we're going to move to mirrors again? We're, we're going to okay. mirrors. We're going to mirrors. Why is it uh, seven years bad luck uh, to break a mirror? Oh, well, that goes back to when you... So mirrors are very expensive. Not now. I mean, you can go get a mirror at Walmart if you wanted to for 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Don't quote me. I'm not selling anything for Walmart, so... But, uh... You can go to the dollar store and get a, a mirror for a dollar. Right. So mirrors are very expensive uh, because they had literally... They, they were hand-blown glass with silver on the back side of them so that you could look at you and gaze at yourself. Excuse me. Um, so, if you think about it, you just spent half your month's salary or, you know, two bushels of corn or some something for a mirror for your wife because dudes don't need no mirrors. But, they're expensive. So if you broke it, it was, it was bad. I mean, like, it would be like buying a new truck and driving it off a cliff. Or something along those lines. It's it's not good. So that's where that comes from. Is that that's a lot of money to. And I would differ with uh, men don't need mirrors. They needed mirrors back then. Yeah. They they Look were Look at the kind fops of... uh, or the, the dandies, the um, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. the macaroons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that is an interesting story of the of the macaroons and. Uh, the song um, Yankee Doodle and all of that, uh, where we're insulting ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we're a bunch of weird weirdos back then, guys. You know, <laughs> That'll be for another day. <laughs> you know, like shaving our heads or, or cutting our hair short so that we could put on a wig because we were afraid of lice. That yeah, we put on a wig and then we powder the hell out of it. Yeah. Like. Why? Ugh. Why didn't you just why didn't you just clean your hair? Why didn't you just <laughs> I don't know, brush it? Start with something simple. Wash your hands. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. She's the herbalist, not me. <laughs> I'm the historian, she's oh, the herbalist. Well, speaking of hands. Okay. What, what about, about hands? What about the handshake? Handshakes, huh? Yeah. Okay, so. What about the handshakes? The handshake, oh, well, it was, uh, so the handshake, I'm not even gonna ask her what about the handshake. So the handshake come about because it was a sign to show that you're not being aggressive. You don't, you're not hiding a weapon or something like that. You're not stabbing them in the belly. If your predominant hand is reaching out the shake, you're not, you're not a threat. You're trying not to be a threat. You're showing camaraderie or peace between the two of you but um we shook with the right hand and that's the common usage why not you know i'm left-handed why not uh, I, do the left hand because that's your dirty hand 
Ooh, can I just touch my face? Yeah, no, don't why, do that. That's how that's how you that's how you spread the Rona. Oh, really? No, so uh, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> I got a little bit of a cough. E e Ebola or yeah, Ebola and stuff like that. So what she's getting at is we use our right hand, all right, and the reason our silver is on the right side of the plate are all the same reasons. Your right hand was your clean hand, your left hand is your dirty hand. So before Charmin and those bears were selling us toilet paper, like pushers. Like, why do you have advertisement for toilet paper anyways? Everybody yeah, needs why it. why do you have bears with big asses? I don't know. Or why do you have bears with big butts? Yep, see? Yeah. yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> okay, so uh, your, your left hand was used to clean yourself and do the unmentionable things, the... You know, making sure your hoo-ha and your beans and franks and your butthole were nice and clean. Left hand. So, <laughs> it was your left hand. You're, and you kept your right hand clean. That's why you see a lot of times uh, people have their left hand, like, buried. And the right hand will either have, like, a glove on it if they were aristocrats or higher up. But common folk, though, they, you know, right hand. That's the reason. Right hand's clean. Okay. Left hand's dirty. Okay. You and... stick. Oh, yeah. And that, that kind of brings to the, the bless you. Well, you know what? Cough. Me? Yeah. Just cough. I've been coughing. Cough again. I keep coughing. Okay. <coughs> bless you. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. You know where that comes from? No. Well, uh, whenever you cough or you sneeze, um, that is your body trying to reject the D-E-V-A-L. Dervil? Yeah. Like the Jersey Dervil? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, the people around you would say, bless you, to help you uh, re reject uh, the, the bad spirits that are trying to get into your body. Makes sense. Makes sense. You know how close we were so many times to figuring out medical mysteries? That's a perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example that we were like, yeah, that close. And then we're like, oh, no, it's a witch. It's a witch. <laughs> Burn her. Throw her in the Throw pot. Her in the... Throw her in the pot to see if she floats. <laughs> if she floats, she's not a witch. No, she is a witch. If she drowns, eh? She, she was wasn't. A witch. <laughs> so it's a win-win. We're getting rid of her. <laughs> it's the one person you probably should have kept. Exactly. Unless you ignorant <laughs> buttheads. You should have paid a little more attention to her. <laughs> and you know, uh, to go on with the bless you. It's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to give a little bit of uh, of secret ammo. Uh, uh, the southerners, us southern women, if we uh, say, uh, uh, have a blessed day. Bless your heart. Or, or bless your heart. That mm. could be an insult. I don't know about you, but, but I guess so. Uh, you're right. It is. I, I mean, it's not meant to be an insult. I don't think it was started off to be an insult like, oh, bless his heart. No, I don't believe that that was started off to be an insult. I think it was actually like a condolence or something along those lines, but it has gotten to the point yeah. where you hear you hear one of them southern bells tell, "Oh, bless his little heart." Uh huh. 
Yeah, she just told you you were stupid. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but yeah. She just politely told you with no, no offense taken. <laughs> Which means that they're about to tell you some shit you don't want to fucking hear. I'm working hard, guys. Working hard. And I just hit two of them right off the gate. Stared at myself while I did it. That's crazy. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to change my <laughs> title to PG-18 or something over there. <laughs> PG-18. Yeah, I've been talking about birds and flipping people off and phallic <laughs> symbols. And, yeah. Good Lord. This is definitely not rated G today. <laughs> come on, little kids. Come in. Daddy's got a perfect little stellar <laughs> story to tell you. This is called The Birds and the Bees. Oh, the bees. What about bees? Did you know that um, uh, you go and talk to your bees? Yeah, I, I talk to everybody, my plants, my bees. Yeah, my but you, uh, like whenever you're going to go on a vacation or something, you tell your bees that you are going to be gone and, and when you're going to come, uh, you know, what your trip is going to be and when you come back or when you're going to come back. That way your bees don't go buzzing away. And when somebody dies, you tell them, you know, oh, little Johnny died today. You know, that way they know uh, to stay put that they are part of the family. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> it's a Scottish tradition. No, it actually makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I talk to the cat when I leave the house. Yeah. I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> the cat's the only one that listens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dogs, the kids, the wife, none of them listen. Yeah. The possum listens and the cat listens. So uh, I'm like, all right, dudes, listen, don't pee on my floor. You just stay being a cat. I'll see y'all later. Or... <laughs> yeah, I talk to my dogs all the time. Yeah, can't help but talk to them. I use four-letter words Stop when it. I talk to her dogs. Get, get off me! <laughs> get away! All right. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 there he is! <laughs> he heard me talking about him. <laughs> Great. Let me get that in the feedback now. Cujo. We're going to have to put him in the credits. <laughs> Cujo. Yoda. <laughs> She'll probably put some sweet little picture of him being a little lap dog. In fact, he's a ravenous beast from Hades. Okay, moving on. Instead of talking about dogs, let's talk about black cats. <laughs> the story uh, or the um, uh, folklore of black cats being uh, evil or... You, like, you don't cross a black cat's path. Um, uh, you know, they're unlucky. Where did that come from? So, during the Dark Ages, maybe I'll do a video one day on the Dark Ages, because the Dark Ages were not dark at all. And it's, it's, it's not one of these things that people... Wonder if is it propaganda or just no, I naivety? Think, I, 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 it, it's because not a 
it was kind of like a dead time in history. Like of written history. Of yeah. written history, right. Um, and so it, it it's yeah, so the the, the the legend of the black cats, let's, let's get off topic here. So the legend of the black cats comes from that time in history where you know you didn't have oil lamps all over town. It was kind of dark. I mean you're inside say London in that time period and the buildings are up and closing in you ain't getting a lot of light it's smoky it's foggy it's nasty there's filth in the streets bubonic plague is just rampant running crazy and everything it's because the night templars weren't there to protect us no because they, they were, were just, killed they, they were, were just, just killed kill them yeah so um <laughs> yeah so it goes back to the the saying all cats are black at night because it's dark you just see the shadow of a cat Cross your path, you know, people are dying of the an actual pandemic. Yeah. Not an upper respiratory infection. So, anyways, that'd get me on. But anyways, so what's that? Uh, that was me throwing a temperature tantrum. Oh. For all y'all that are listening on the podcast, I just threw a temperature tantrum. <laughs> yeah. That's all the more reason. That to you need watch, to watch the us. video and not just listen to us. So, um, and you can catch us on uh, YouTube. YouTube, we got a few different channels on YouTube, but I don't care for those podcasters. Yeah. Well, the podcasters, this is our podcast. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the black cat. All cats are black at night. It was thought to believe that the cat at night carried the bubonic plague. When, in fact, the cat was eating the critters that were carrying the bubonic plague. So it was actually luckier to have the cat there and cleaner. Yeah. But, once again, we were this close in medical history. We missed it by a mile. But we missed it by a mile because we were like, oh, it can't be that. It's going to be the black cat. The black cat's evil. Where's that witch at? Let's throw her in a creek. See if she floats. Why? <laughs> you got to go after the herbalist every time. Oh, yeah, she lives alone. She's got jars and stuff. Yeah. Bunch of cats. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how good she burns. <laughs> yeah. Um, being afraid of cats is, is not... Uh, I mean, I'd be afraid of, like, a cougar. Well, I ain't afraid of cougars. But uh, mountain lions, yes. I'd be afraid of mountain lions and panthers. Yeah, don't you have a cougar? Uh, don't I have a cougar? Yeah, she's at home. Yeah. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little We're cur. talking about the... Yeah. He's got a cougar. I'm, I'm just a little cur. <laughs> so anyways, let's move on. These people don't want to hear me ramble. They don't want to... They, they're probably thinking... That they're probably driving down I-45 right now, stuck in traffic, going, this guy can ramble a lot. Yammer, 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 yammer. I think I need to send him money. <laughs> to improve his broadcasting. And, uh... Because he can talk some... Beep! Right. <laughs> See? I, I, I beeped it out, so... Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> so need, like, a buzzer on the... Uh, and, and one hand, like, hovering it every time we, one of us are... Boom! <laughs> <laughs> yes, got it! Awesome! Let's move it on, move it on! 
right. All right. Since we're we're on to the um, unlucky subject, what about walking under ladders? You know, it is. <laughs> It's unlucky to walk. I think it is unlucky to walk under a ladder. Well, no. <laughs> Beep! All right, think about it. I, I mean, seriously, think about it. You got a ladder up. That means that somebody needed to get up high. Correct? Correct? Yeah. All right. So why would they need to get up high? Probably they had to carry something up there. Right? Okay. So what kind of natural fool goes, <laughs> goes walking under a damn ladder? I mean, that's a common sense one. I don't care. I don't care if you're a millennial, right? And you're sitting there playing a damn video game. That still should be a common sense. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Pop's got a hammer. And boom. Come on. Really? That's common sense. I don't even need to explain that. Explain. Explain. Explain it. I don't need to plane it. Uh, yeah, because you just dropped your dang plane off of the ladder. Yeah. Cracked old Billy Bob in the head because he was hanging out underneath the damn thing. Oh, idiots. You know, I worked out in the plants for a while. And I swear, like, they treat us like we're that stupid. Well, I understand why. I mean, there a lot are, of people are yeah. that stupid. Like, There's a reason why they have rules of... Don't stick your fingers put, on the running lawnmower. Put, put your hard hat on when you walk under the ladder. What? Why don't we just don't walk under the ladder? Shouldn't you have your hard hat on in a construction site all times anyway? Yeah, probably. It slows me down. It, it, all, all of that knowledge oozing out of the ears, it slows it down? No, it's my head's too big. Your head's too big. Yeah. Ah. I got one of them truck heads. I might as well have like a little bulldog sitting right on my nose. Like a Mack truck, bulldog. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I lose you when I have to explain the comedy. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> the joke is lost when I have to explain it. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't go so far over. Because if you go on... <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going over my head, you think I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I have to get her a step stool sent off. <laughs> little, little booster seat. Yeah, put a booster seat in, in the queen's chair. <laughs> in the queen's chair. <laughs> Alright, what we got next? That's it? Oh, that's not it. Okay, well, what do you got then? Do we want to talk about that? I don't know, we'll talk about that some other time. Okay, well, we've gone through all of the, everything that's on our list. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess then we will call it, call it for today. Right? Oh, and we was having so much fun. Oh, I, I guarantee you we're not done filming for the day. Oh. Okay. We we have a lot more to do. Yeah. I mean that, and that's the, the the niche niche the niche of this is niche, that niche 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 niche. So um, I guess again, it depends on what uh, part of the country you come from. Now, what's in the wall? You know, you you have a little hole in the wall and have a um, uh, like a figurine or something up in that hole. What is that called? A niche. You call that a niche? I would call it a niche. It's a niche. It's a niche. It's a niche in the wall. Uh, okay. So oh, I got one history. for you. Hey, more history. you know what? I'm just gonna ask you a question. Oh my lord and mercy. 
What could it be? <clears throat> all right, so we're all familiar with the uh, terminology, the Mason-Dixon line, correct? Yes. All right, so where is the Mason-Dixon line? Mason-Dixon line? Mason-Dixon line. Uh, okay, it really depends on, well, it, it doesn't okay. depend. Uh, Mason-Dixon uh, Mason line refers to the Civil War, which would be um, the dividing line between the North and the South. Wrong. Highly wrong. Okay. The Mason-Dixon line starts at Ellis Island in New York City, New York Harbor, and it goes all the way to Lake Erie. And it was the surveying, Mason and Dixon were the surveyors that did the surveying for northern expansion after we got the uh, Louisiana Purchase. All right, so Mason and Dixon also did the surveying for the Erie Canal. And the Mason-Dixon line goes from Lake Erie to New York Harbor, right outside Ellis Island. You can still, to this day, go see all the markers down it. And so when somebody says, hey, I was born south of the Mason-Dixon line, no shit. 90% of this country <laughs> is south of the Mason-Dixon line. So unless you lived in Massachusetts or Maine or Canada or upstate New York, sorry, you are south of the Mason-Dixon line. That's a little piece of trivial history for you guys. Interesting. Has nothing to do with the borderlines between North and South, the states. Has nothing to do with any of that. It's basically anybody south of the Erie Canal. Okay. So why is the term Mason-Dixon line so important in history? Or It is important in history. Mason and Dixon, they were like the surveyors of their time. I mean, okay. they're the ones that went out and surveyed the whole Mississippi Delta. They're the ones that surveyed, you know, all that. So I mean, they were they were badasses. They were like, like Lewis and Clark, Mason and Dixon. Those two guys, those four guys there, you know, sort of like Kit Carson or Snowshoe Thompson or any of them. These guys were like going into the the wilderness, fighting off engines and stuff. Fighting like, bears. Fighting bears. So yes. Next time someone says. I'm South Mason Dixon line. Yeah, yeah, we all are. Okay. Pretty much everybody except Massachusetts, Maine, that little bit chunk up in there. But that's yeah, that's that's well. They're still part of your country. Anything Dallas and north of Dallas is Yankee Land anyway. <laughs> that's, no, it's I ten. Anything north of I ten. Well, yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's a foreign country that's up there. You, you're taking your life in your own hands to go past I ten. Shoot, if you go past Beltway eight on the south. Well, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are we done with random facts for today? Uh, yeah, we are done with random facts or uncanny history, um, uh, uncanny world history, I guess. I was going to say American history, but no, <coughs> this is more more world history. I think next time, though, I should uh, have notes, you know, notes and, and not be put on the spot. But if y'all like it, I'll continue to have her put me on the spot. And uh, <laughs> he, he didn't know my questions. So anyways, thank you once again. Uh, from Possum Tells, my name's Bill. I'm Red. And we are very grateful for all y'all's support. We do love doing these for you guys. Come check us out on YouTube. Um, and yeah, 
we'll see you soon. Make sure you subscribe, you support us, and tell all your friends about us if you like us. Thank you. Adios.